You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. There are all kinds of firsts in the Black community. There's Jamal Jenkins, who was the first person to ask whether or not you had to be from Ohio to be one of the Ohio players. And then there's Shantae Maxwell from Harlem, who in 1985 was the first Black person, or the first person, period, to execute a successful lace swap in Jordan 1s, changing the sneaker game forever. But then we have lesser known firsts, the kind of firsts that, whether you know it or not, have had an impact on your life. For instance, there's a person who executed a first who taught the world about the word poker to. Man, that's a white word if I ever heard one. It's a trick, stop playing. Which was so important and so significant that rumor has it Kanye West almost changed the name of his landmark album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, to my pulchritudinal Dark Twisted Fantasy. Because you see, pulchritude is from the Latin for pulcare, which means beautiful. And we have one person to thank for that knowledge. P-R-E-S-T-I-D-I-G-I-T-A-T-I-O-N. Press to digitation. This is Dear Culture. And these are significant moments in Black history. I mean, there are certain things that happen in culture um, where you know, you know, you know where you were when it happened because it was such an impactful event. Like I remember where I was uh, when a Challenger explosion happened. Um, I remember where I was uh, when I first learned about 9-11. I remember where I was when, you know, Uncle Phil and Will, you know, had that big hug when, you know, Will's uh, Will's dad, you know, bounced on him. How come you don't want me, man? I was actually in that living room. Like, if you pan out, like, if you, there's a deleted version of that scene where if you pan out, you actually see me there because Ben Vereen is my dad too. And so I was also waiting for that sort of validation and acknowledgement. And so when I first heard about Akila, and I was so anxious to, to hear about, you know, how she did in the B that I just couldn't, I just couldn't relax. So I went out and tried to shoot a little bit. And I noticed that all the people in the neighborhood, like all the people in the projects, all the people who were working at McDonald's, whatever, because the, the court was next to you know, the projects and the, and the McDonald's. Everyone started running out. I was like, yo, did you hear about Akila? And I was like, what? What happened with Akila? And they, they told um, they told us that um, that she had tied. Poker suit. Congratulations, Akila. I mean, she won. And, and, and I guess winning depends on your interpretation of the word winning. She did not lose. I am Damon Young. I am a writer, Pittsburgher. My name is Dr. Lamont Sanford, no relation, and I am the director of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored Spellers, a minimally funded organization that was created in 1936 after the first black speller ever made it to the finals 
and was treated uh, in a very unseemly manner by the white establishment, as you can imagine, in the 30s. So I learned of the story of Akila Anderson, the uh, young spelling prodigy from South Central Los Angeles or South Los Angeles by reading the hip hop trade magazines. Uh, I believe it was an article in the source on neighborhood tough Derek T, which must have come out right before she'd uh, ventured to the actual finals. Apparently in the story, Derek mentioned that Akila had promised or that he had a promise to Akila that he would let her hear a poem that he'd written uh, somewhere in grade school if she won and I was like wait a minute there's a, a spelling prodigy coming out of South Central on her way to the to the Nationals wait a minute when I think of Akila you know um, I think about I, I, I again I just think about how impressionable white people can be um, I think about how you know if you watch that movie again you know, she should have lost like three times. Synecdoche? Uh, the mother of one of the spellers needs to speak with her. Okay, but she must be back on the stage before her next turn or she'll be disqualified. Like there was a time in a regional B when, you know, the one kid was cheating. And then the white judges were like, hey, I don't know what to do with this black baby. Like, let's just let's just make her the winner. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to do. So basically, if you if you are black enough, right, you can succeed. Oh, absolutely. I was supposed to be the winner. They played me. They played me because they saw that I was cute. I mean, my hair was a little all over the place, but that has nothing to do with anything, okay? I was spelling my butt off. I was enunciating each letter and each word, and they played me, but it's cool. I mean, I mean, it's not cool, but 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 you know what? It's, it, it, I, I, I made it, I made it, so it's all right. You have me spelling words, it's like 11 letters or something. Like, who does that? P-R-E-S-T-I-D-I-G-I. -I -I. A little known fact, in the early to mid 90s, uh, we uh, established an initiative that was intended to see if we could get more people on board with accurate spelling by using hip hop. Um, if you'll notice, there are a lot of songs back then where a lot of rappers were doing a lot of spelling. Uh, the Notorious B.I.G. famously. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. We were in talks with all of the labels to see if we could get people to invoke a little spelling in their in their art. I mean, you know, uh, Fabulous F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Which we understand was a little bit confusing since that's not how you spell fabulous. But we've been working with uh, Miriam Webster to see if we can get that spelling changed so that more people can be right when they misspell uh, fabulous or fabulous. I was in the audience when Akila Anderson co-won the spelling bee in 2006. Uh, you have to understand here, this was an important uh, this was important for us to be a part of. You see, in 1936, Magnolia Cox was the first black person to make it to the finals, but she did not win. She made it to the top five. She didn't win, but obviously societal pressures and all of that was, was held against her. It wasn't until 1998 that we get the next spelling bee finalist. And as it turns out, we get a winner, Jamaican speller, Jodi Ann Maxwell. 
So we had to wait 62 years to get somebody not only to the finals, but to get our first black winner. And Jodi Ann was from Jamaica, so she won the Jamaican Spelling Bee and was able to compete in the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Uh, so we made it a point to make sure that we're up on everything that's happening. Now, in 2006, Akila Anderson co-wins with, with Dylan Chu. And this, she's the first black person, black American, to win the National Spelling Bee. So this was a very monumental moment for us. And it, will, it won't be until another 15 years when we get the next black winner, uh, black American winner of the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Zayla Avant-Garde. Maria, M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. -R that is correct. <laughs> I think that her win or her, her, her not losing showed that if you have the right people around you and you have the right propaganda, you could spin a lack of losing into a win. And so, you know, again, we have gone forward, you know, it's been almost 20 years and we're still talking about Akila like she was like, <laughs> like she was 92 Jordan, <laughs> right? When at the, at the bigger bash, it was a split decision. <laughs> and she got lucky. She got lucky, old boy, you know, felt bad and had the tiger dad. O-S-E-S. You know, and if 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 he didn't feel bad, and 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 the dude was just a regular dad, then Akila would be, would have been like I don't know the Bills of the '90s. You know, someone who almost got to the mountaintop, but you know Susan Lucci. You know, just just thinking of the people who are known for being, you know, spectacular losers. And so I, again, Akila, the homie, she inspired who is around the country. But well, we got to get it straight. She did not win. You don't tie in the spelling bee. You win. <laughs> or you are a loser. You know what I mean? You know, I really took that loss from the spelling bee kind of hard. And I decided that, hey, let's jump into animation. And now we're on season two of the of, of our rebooted show. Benny Proud. Watch it! Anybody know where she is? So, you know, things that you miss out on in life when people try to cheat you, this is what comes out of it. Amazingness, amazingness. A cartoon that talks about amazing subjects, amazing situations, amazing guest cast, amazing cast members. The Proud Family Louder and Prouder season two is streaming now on Disney Plus. And I'd like to personally give a shout out to Dr. Joshua Larrabee, who was uh, Akilah's spelling mentor. You know, he provided her with lots of insight. He provided her with lots of words that she could use and she could learn to spell. You know, everybody needs uh, a mentor. These people used words to change the, the world, world. Oh. and they didn't acquire their vocabulary by rote memorization. Okay. I can't say necessarily that Akila inspired any changes in my life, but what I will say is that Akila made me believe Right, Akila made me believe that that we are doing the right thing at the NAACS. That we are actively out here supporting and finding uh, material support, financial support, uh, mental support, any way that we can support our spellers. You know, seeing her get up there and and 
get through those final words, you know, it let me know that when we print thousands and thousands of words deep into the night and send them out to, to, to rap coaches, mentors like Dr. Larrabee, uh, that we're doing it for a reason. And by we, I mean me. Our office is very small. The impact was cool. I mean, I feel like it motivated like hella kids out there. But if the real winner would have won, I feel like it would have been global instead of just like, like in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like if the real winner would have won, who was supposed to walk away with the trophy for spelling long like you know what I mean? It would have been something different because what's crazy is that the young lady who who officially won, she officially won the spelling bee. You know, she on the proud family with us now. Thanks for standing up for us, Penny. You didn't have to do that. I didn't do it by myself, Maya. And thanks to all y'all. I really appreciate it. We was enemies during the spelling bee. She put out a diss record. I put out a diss record. But you know, ultimately, we had to let bygones be bygones and come together and be a part of the Proud Family Louder and Prouder season two. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. It's all love. If you have all those things in place, then you too could be a not loser in a national spelling bee. Um, you know, and, and also you need some rhythm, which, which you know, I think, you know, unfortunately, um, I guess disqualifies little white girls from doing this because, you know, Akilah was able to, to jump rope and that was her way of remembering. And, you know, I apologize. And, and you know what, that, I shouldn't be racist. Um, I shouldn't, you know, travel with stereotypes. There are little white girls who also have rhythm. Shout out to Gwen Stefani. Like if you try to be half black or like a quarter black or like three quarters black, that's not gonna be it. But Akilah, I mean, her name was Akilah. How many Akilas you know that are spelled like that? Right? That's the only, I think that's the only known spelling of Akila that way with the two E's and the L and the A and the H. You know, she had the dope boy brother, the single chain smoking mom mother. You know, she had furious styles as her mentor. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. I mean, this was the one of the blackest young girls who's ever existed, and she was able to succeed because she entered that space uncompromisingly black and brought her whole hood with her. And so that I feel like is the takeaway from this story. It's like if you want to succeed in this role as a black African American. Um, you have to bring the hood with you. What I'd like to say to all those future Aquilas out there is that if you want to be spelling bee champion, then you've got to be out there spelling. If you want to be the math bee champion, then you better be out there mathing. You spend your time focusing on what's most important. Spelling words, okay? Spell words. There might be a teacher who wants you to do a math problem, but you need to let that teacher know that you are spelling. You're a speller. R-E-S-T-I-D-I-G-I. You're not a mather, and that's okay. Maybe you're not a sciencer, you're a speller, and you're gonna get all the way to that championship. So dear future Aquilas out there, you make sure that you spell to your heart's content all day, every day. You never let anybody take spelling away from you. You don't stop spelling. You spell, you spell, you spell, and spell some more. That's what I would like to say.
to all the future spellers out there. You make sure you spell. P. U. L. C. H. R. I. T. U. D. E. Polkitude. Congratulations, Akila. Next week on Dear Culture's Truish Black Stories. You know, it's crazy that you mentioned this. So as a New Yorker, right, everyone knows where they were on 9-11, right? You know, a couple years later, right, 2003, everyone hears about this crazy moment in a boxing ring, because that's where dancers duke it out, right? In boxing rings. I'm political scientist, author, and professor, Dr. Christina Greer, and I'm host of The Blackest Questions on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. This person invented ranch dressing around 1950. Who are they? I have no idea. This all began as an exclusive Black History trivia party at my home in Harlem with family and friends. And they got so popular, it seemed only right to share the fun with our Griot listeners. Each week, we invite a familiar face on the podcast to play. What was the name of the person who was an enslaved chief cook for George Washington and later ran away to freedom? In 1868, this university was the first in the country to open a medical school that welcomed medical students of all races, genders, and social classes. What university was it? No, this is why I like doing stuff with you because I leave educated. I was not taught this in Alabama public schools. Question number three, you ready? Yes, let me try to redeem myself. How did we go from Kwanzaa to like, these obscure sport, darling. This is like the New York Times crossword from a Monday to a Saturday. Right or wrong. Because all we care about is the journey and having some fun while we do it. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh, listen, no need to be nervous. And as I tell all of my guests, this is an opportunity for us to educate ourselves because Black history is American history. So we're just gonna have some fun. Listen, some people get zero out of five, some people get five out of five. It doesn't matter. We're just gonna be on a little intellectual journey together. Latoya Cantrell? That's right, Mayor Latoya Cantrell. Hercules Posey. Born in 1754, and he was a member of the Mount Vernon slave community, widely admired for his culinary skills. I'm going to guess Afropunk. Close. It's okay. Afro Nation. So I've never last heard year, of that. according to my research, it's Samuel Wilson, aka Falcon. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I, I am. I am disputing this. I'm very, 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 very 99.9999 sure that it is Representative John Lewis, who is also from the state of Alabama. That lets you know, Christina, we got some goodness come out of Alabama. There is something in the water in Alabama, and you are absolutely correct. The harder they come. Close. Oh, wait, uh, the harder they fall? That's right. I'm one of those people that, that just changes <laughs> one word. I mean, I know this show too well. I just don't know nothing today. It's I'm gonna pour myself a little water while you tell me the answer. The answer is Seneca Village which began in 1825 with the purchase of land by a trustee of the AME Zion Church. You know why games like this make me nervous? I don't know if I know enough black. Do I know enough? How black am I? Oh, my Lord, they, they gonna, we gonna find out in public. So give us a follow, subscribe, and join us on The Blackest Questions.